editor and podcaster Brendan O'Neill once correctly predicted. In certain circles, mask wearing will become a form of distinction, a way of distinguishing yourself from brainwashed cretins and showing you are a good person. Masks will become moral garments, public demonstrations of decency. Mask mandates, irrational lockdowns, compulsory vaccinations, authoritarian overreach, and bad science have since imposed a heavy weight upon our families, our businesses, and our communities worldwide. So drop your mask now and join Fielden R. Nolan as he brings to you another No Maskers podcast. No Maskers confronts the COVID false narrative and the hysteria with pandemic-related news, views, resources, and great guest analysis. You can find us at nomaskers.org. Let's begin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to another No Maskers podcast. My name is Fielden R. Nolan, and I'm privileged to be your host. Today is Friday, March 12, 2021, and this is episode three, entitled Fauci, Skippy, and Aussie Headbagging. For this and subsequent solo podcasts, we'll begin a format facilitating more frequent, shorter, and timely broadcasts, which No Maskers listeners can reliably anticipate. Since so much of the material that needs to be addressed can be grim, I'd like to lighten things up a bit. I'll try to keep the podcast time to less than 45 minutes, and there will be an accompanying blog on nomaskers.org serving as a transcript with all the links. Every week seems to have important and revealing trends. Think of this as COVID college. Here's the format. We'll begin with Fauci's Wheel of Science, which is a topical selection of pseudoscience, some of it outrageous, from the lips of America's foremost immunologist, Anthony Fauci. We'll also have a No Maskers News Roundup, which will include mask science and mandates, lockdown science and mandates, vaccine science, safety and compliance. We'll have the No Maskers Hero of the Day, where we'll take note of those who push back against the COVID crazies and stand their ground. We'll have the No Maskers Loser of the Day, where we'll take note of a person behind a particularly egregious law, mandate, or statement. And then we'll also have, within the No Maskers News Roundup, Karens and social justice warrior call-ins. I have more than one particularly obnoxious listener, which has gotten hold of my number and is leaving a boatload of woke leftist activist voicemails that are just begging for our attention. So let's begin by giving Fauci's Wheel of Science a spin. Okay, we're coming up with wear a mask. So in late February 2020, just over a year ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci said there was no need to change our behavior. It was safe to go to the movies and the gym. In March of 2020, in a 60 Minutes interview, he discouraged the use of masks. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. 
you're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. But by the fall of 2020, he was firmly pro-mask and encouraged everyone to stay away from the movies and the gym. By early spring of 2021, Fauci was requesting that we all wear two masks at the same time and that we may be wearing masks into 2022. As you know, in the space of a year, we went from very few wearing a mask to double masking and hard lockdowns with movies and gyms shuttered. If this acclaimed scientist changed his mind in just a few months about something as substantive as how SARS viral pathogens are spread, did the actual science change that fast as well? Well, the answer is no. Fauci himself was quoted to say, you can't rush the science, but when the science points you in the right direction, then you can start rushing. Now, of course, that statement doesn't even make sense. We can agree that science indeed can move slowly, but Fauci apparently felt compelled to start rushing. He presumes that science pointed him in the direction of double masking and lockdowns. We were being told that the science is in when it clearly was not yet in, but yet it was still giving pointers. Now this is a head scratcher. Clearly America's foremost immunologist is making it up as he goes along. Formal peer-reviewed studies using monitored control groups go back decades. It has long been held by doctors and scientists that there's no evidence that using masks, especially cloth masks, help in reducing viral spread. That was our understanding, and that's what Fauci originally told us. So in the course of a few weeks, what science was pointing Fauci to a different direction? What changed? Nothing. Don't miss this. You won't find one formal peer-reviewed study using control groups and an SOP published in any recognized medical journal in recent months which would challenge long-held assertions that masks, especially cloth masks, are effective against viral spread. So clearly, it isn't the science that Fauci is appealing to. What Fauci is appealing to in changing his direction are likely studies published by the Centers of Disease Control, CDC, which, wait for it, track the activities of two hair stylists. Other studies referenced by the CDC, 124 Beijing households, a self-contradictory Thailand study, an outbreak on the USS Theodore Roosevelt where a control group was impossible, and an investigation of aircraft passengers aboard flights longer than 10 hours, which has since been refuted by the Department of Defense, now, these were all mechanistic studies which do not conform to rigorous established research protocol in order to reach substantive, unambiguous results. They were studies that drew conclusions based on the results of PCR tests, which are notoriously inaccurate. These were studies conducted with different kinds of masks among the target groups. 
these were studies that used little, if any, monitoring of mask enforcements of the participants. These were studies that themselves cannot undo 40 or 50 years of existing ones. When asked what changed his mind about masks, Fauci pulled an old chestnut of a stunt. He said, in the context of the time in which I said it, it was correct. I tried to explain that what he really meant in that 60 Minutes interview was that masks were effective, but they were at the time hard to procure. And being the gracious and compassionate person that he is, he did not advise their use so inventory could be diverted to healthcare professionals who needed them instead of to us, the adoring knuckle-draggers that hang upon us every word. Right. We get played for chumps, and this guy is off the hook. Every time this octogenarian shyster speaks, we're supposed to be gaining new insight into a complex issue and looking up for a Blue Angels celebratory flyover. But what I'm seeing is the highest paid federal employee running interference for something or someone. Let's go to the news roundup. Since No Maskers started up in June 2020, it's been impossible to assemble all the major mask lockdown and vaccine-related news from around the world. From the beginning, there's been newsworthy items from Japan outlawing screaming on roller coasters or kissing. And don't forget priests with squirt guns of holy water. It's harder still to pick among the COVID classic pile, the the most important items to bring to you. But in the past few weeks, this has come to be one of the most stomach-churning. Microsoft's introduction of a COVID tracking app for children. Have your Maylocks at hand when you listen to this. And bear in mind that the target audience of the message is children. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks, make sure we social distance, and wash our hands. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Introducing Daily Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your Daily Pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your Daily Pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your Daily Pass. But the real magic is your daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day, and like magic, your entrance ticket appears. Welcome back. Welcome to school. How did it go? Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. 
back. It's as if every fluffy, sappy Hallmark Christmas movie ever made was taken to careful consideration when crafting this piece of plastic propaganda. I'll bet big money that a dude was not behind the production of this one. Is this the best Microsoft could come up with? Apart from the vomit-inducing Skippy the Kangaroo jingle, it's offensive on what should be several obvious factual and moral levels. It assumes kids are all attentive to the ever-changing COVID narrative. The vigilant child implicitly seeks to educate his compliant parents. It incorrectly teaches our kids that our scientists all agree that wearing masks will help keep people from getting sick. It enforces the idea that the child is facing a significant risk of becoming seriously ill by attending class. There isn't any way to enforce the entry of the daily health check questions as the child enters into the app. It can encourage a child to opt for a dangerous, unproven vaccine as a means to encourage their scores in a game. The kid feels so safe now that he has the app. Having the app would build a perception of normality. Welcome back! And then there's the cherry on top. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. If you have a parent and this app comes up for consideration in your school system, you're in trouble. Before you know it, the staff will be handing out NPR tote bags to your child and maybe even a Leonard Cohen CD or two. Nip it now. If you end up thinking about moving, consider the great state of Texas. The Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared that mask and business closing mandates for the state will cease. Texas will open up 100%. Since the announcement, several other states have followed suit and will either ease or eliminate their COVID restrictions. This has, of course, caused COVID cult adherents to go positively berserk. Biden told reporters, I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody realizes by now that masks make a big difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because the way of which we're able to get vaccines. He also said, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything is fine. Take off your masks, forget it. Well, there you have it. According to a frail, forgetful old politician who likely never put in a fence line or cleaned out a stall, Texans are untutored savages. After all, everybody knows that masks make a big difference. I'll bet you didn't hear this on the mainstream news. A few days later, March 5, 2021, the CDC quietly released a report which revealed that the wearing of masks in the majority of U.S. counties have never accounted for more than a 2% reduction in COVID case growth going back nearly a year. Now, here's a memo to the presumptive President of the United States. 2% max is not a big difference. Remember that one because you'll need it later when these same COVID cultists try to lecture to us that mask wearing was scaled back because of the successful rollout of vaccines. Well, no, masks didn't work before the vaccines were deployed and they don't work now. Another thing, the heroic leadership coming from Washington had nothing to do with bringing the numbers down. The real heroes 
are those that stand up against the irrational mandates and the bad science. And this time, the real hero was found in the Lone Star State. No maskers hero of the Degas. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And while we're at it, there is another person we should hold up. The governor of the great state of South Dakota, Christy Noem. Noem is exactly what leftist woke activists hate. An intelligent, moral, vigorous, and beautiful woman who is not old, holding on to traditional values and common sense. COVID cultists, in trying to attack her, pointed out that in one brief moment in time, South Dakota had the highest numbers of COVID cases of any state. In her reply, Noam calmly asked them why such an accusation was not leveled also against other governors. Then she dropped it. By the way, I'm not aware of any follow-up assessment made by the major media of South Dakota's actual mortality versus other states. So you see, Christy Noam assumed those hearing her response to the cultists had an IQ above room temperature. No maskers hero of the Degas. Governor of South Dakota, Christy Noam. And we've got to express our appreciation and respect to the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Joe Biden, along with Dr. Fauci and the CDC director, contacted DeSantis by phone, threatening a domestic travel ban to and from Florida if DeSantis did not comply with the requested lockdowns. As Biden and his COVID thugs tried to exert a classic shakedown on Mr. DeSantis, the good governor requested that Biden perform a biologically impossible maneuver upon himself and hung up on the fuming leader of the free world. According to a transcript of the call, President Biden says, address me as Mr. President or President Biden. And DeSantis' response was, I will not and you can go F yourself. (laughs) Now, Ron DeSantis even gave Biden a shot across the bow. He would authorize the state National Guard to protect the movement of Floridians. Governor DeSantis is a man that is on to the scam. He also said, There's no basis in medicine. There's no basis in economics. There's no basis in reality to do this except to punish a state that is doing better than what his experts have recommended. Checkmate. Let Governor DeSantis be an example for us all. When I grow up, I want to be just like him. No maskers hero of the Degas. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Also a big thumbs up to the Utah legislature, which has lifted its state mandate, as well as to the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, who has removed his mask mandate and capacity limits. Tate Reeves has been reluctant to force mask mandates from the beginning, and now he's showing the kind of leadership that we all need right now. Oh, and a quick update. Texas Governor Greg Abbott on March 6th announced that he is sending National Guard troops to the border to do what the federal government refuses to do. It's constitutionally obliged to do. Here's a message to Mr. President. DeSantis can do it, too. And by the way, I'm Mr. Nolan to you. I've been around since Batman was double-clutching at Plymouth. Those of us who've been on this planet very long have figured out that viruses have a natural cycle. 
Here in North America, we're now getting out of winter. As it gets warmer and more humid, and as folks spend more time outside, the cold, flu, and COVID cases will go way down. That's just the way it works. We don't need America's foremost immunologist to tell us that. Yet Fauci, the CDC, the major media are all telling us that there are now multiple COVID variants or mutants working about that we need to mask up for. So how many variants are we talking about? Well, in late February, in India alone, over 7,000 variants were identified, and at least one variant is said to be spreading rapidly in California. Quoting from Rakesh Mishra, director of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, quote, the threat of a more infectious or deadly mutation is always lingering. I think that we have to stick to the basics, which is masking and social distancing, unquote. Back to the basics, of course, means the new normal. These fear mongers never point out that mutated viral pathogens through time naturally spread more easily among their hosts, but are less deadly. So who's funding these studies? How effective are the Pfizer, Moderna, and the recently approved Johnson & Johnson vaccines against these variants? And are we facing a series of never-ending vaccinations to address them? like the seasonal flu, which is, by the way, inexplicably disappeared, presumably due to mask wearing, social distancing, and vaccines, which haven't even been rolled out yet at the time. Talking about vaccines, there's been big news here in the past few weeks here. All over the world, a significant percentage of populations have refused or have indicated they will refuse taking the jab. The reasons are good ones. All the vaccines can cause side effects. Or effects which can be debilitating or even fatal they're unprecedented and are unproven to actually work they were released without benefit of completed trials through an emergency authorization made here by the food and drug administration the fda now on top of that news came out that all of these manufacturers and all of the vaccines involved the use of aborted fetal cells in at least their development and testing. In the case of Johnson & Johnson, these cells from aborted babies are actually used in the production of the product and the company is planning on testing the vaccine on infants and pregnant women. You will remember that in 2018, Johnson & Johnson was caught in covering up evidence that they used asbestos, a known carcinogen, in their products. Johnson & Johnson paid out over $1.7 billion to settle that one and even faced a criminal investigation. And don't forget the billions of dollars previously paid out by them for flawed hip implants, Motrin IP, Caplets, Topamax, Risperdal, and defective blood glucose monitors. Now, Johnson & Johnson is back to inject into you their first vaccine made from genetic material derived from an elective abortion of a healthy 18-week-old fetus. Now I'm asking you, who in their right mind would roll up their sleeves for that? One of my heroes, author Joseph P. Farrell, a PhD, pointed out that mRNA vaccines can be viewed as a kind of cannibalism. I agree. The use of contact tracing and immunization passports as a condition of using public transportation, particularly international air travel, 
has been a major focus in COVID news. Israel has tightened down to the point where children above 16 cannot visit a movie theater, go to the mall, or take their student exams without one. Israel's released the Freedom Bracelet that will serve as an alternative to a mandated two-week quarantine upon entrance to the country from abroad. Israel's using the Pfizer vaccine exclusively, and since its use beginning in December of 2020, the death rate in Israel for over 60s has gone up by 40 times, according to Israel's own medical authorities. Even the Pfizer CEO, Albert Burla, has not taken his second jab and had delayed his trip to Israel as a result, citing a selfless concern about availability of his toxic brew to common man. Now, in the spirit of, if you see something, say something, Israel has also adopted a law for the release of names of those who do not take the Pfizer vaccine. Since Israel was the first to start formal vaccinations, of course, all eyes are on the so-called model of democracy in the Middle East. Regardless of your take on the Israeli state, what all eyes are seeing is a Nazi-style lockdown and systematic extermination of the Jews. Real smooth moves, guys. Talking about Pfizer, in Argentina and Brazil, Pfizer asked for sovereign assets to be put up as collateral for any future legal costs. Assets include, get this, embassies and military bases. All of this for a vaccine that is presumably safe and effective. Now, if that doesn't scare you, nothing will. And then there is Joe Biden, the presumed installed president of the United States, who has built a fence around Capitol Hill, signed a record number of executive orders in his first month of office, and has largely hidden himself from the media as his obvious dementia worsens. Biden insists that COVID vaccines are safe without a shred of evidence. He started a campaign to silence COVID vaccine critics and works directly with big tech to pull it off. It gets worse. Biden has no plans to test the thousands of migrants streaming in from our southern borders, and he's now telling Americans that it's their patriotic duty to wear a mask into 2022 and possibly beyond. Biden insists on being called Mr. President, but thinks that Texans communicate only in primitive grunts and clicks. He's the geriatric no-brainer for loser of the day. No maskers loser of the day is. Presumed President of the United States, Joe Biden. We've got to squeeze in a report from Australia who has suffered through some of the most insane mask and lockdown rulings on the planet. The major media here in the States ignored the bulk of the outrage expressed in the resultant protests. Last September, a grandmother was manhandled and cuffed by eight cops because she was not wearing a mask in an anti-lockdown protest in Melbourne. About a month ago, an Aussie nurse was kept in managed isolation for not taking the COVID test. Her repeated requests for evidence that the test actually worked were ignored. About the same time, we were receiving reports and photos of 19 PCR-positive quarantine patients being evacuated out of a Melbourne Holiday Inn with garbage bags over their heads. Now catch this. Just a couple of days ago, Fauci went on record to the UK media 
praising Australia's lockdown policies. Fauci is okay with arresting little old ladies, taking their purses, and securing hefty bags over quarantine people who may or may not actually be carrying the COVID-19 virus. We have time for just one voicemail from the fact checkers, Karens, and social justice warriors lurking about. Yes, this is Elliot Giovanti. I heard about your little podcast. I just wanted to call and say and point out the hypocrisy of you conspiracy theorist Christians supposed to be following Israel, loving Israel, always Israel, Israel. We are Israel, but you don't want to take the vaccine. You clearly saw Mr. Netanyahu take that vaccine. Seriously. Now, I think I know who this guy really is. And if I'm right, he's been making my burritos at Cadoba. Okay, Elliot. First, I am not a fundamentalist Christian, and I do not support the Israeli state. And you don't know that the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, truly received a vaccine. The internet is loaded with pictures of the event. The person administering this supposed jab is covering the end of the needle with his fingers, and the angle of the needle indicated a miss into the arm. Look, Netanyahu may be a criminal and a politician, but he's not stupid. It stands to reason. If the CEO of Pfizer himself did not take the vaccine, neither would his buddy Netanyahu. No, Netanyahu's too busy mandating that all the other God's chosen people are getting dosed. Here in the United States, everyone expects jab photos of prominent politicians. Remember when Nancy Pelosi supposedly received hers? Regardless of what fact-checkers like Yahoo.com and, and USA Today have written, open up the original photo and look. You'll see an orange cap on the end of the needle. The person administrating the vaccines for Dr. Fauci and another photo op for Pelosi blocked the camera with their bodies or a hand. London Mayor Sadiq Khan, a very British name, right, was caught with a cap needle for his photo op. You see, there's no real photos proving any of these people got their COVID vaccine. Look, this happens all the time. Shrinches can be filled with sterilized water. Bogus vaccination certificates can be handed out. As the pressure behind vaccine compliance builds, you can bet that there will be a cottage industry catering to those who are smart enough to not consent. From prisons to nurse stations and hospitals, it's already been going on for years. Now, before we close, a reminder that no maskers cannot exist without your support. It's not monetized. PayPal, check, or money order donations of any amount are very much appreciated. And don't forget, you can create your own secure account on nomaskers.org and leave sane, civil, and rational comments on nearly all our content. Right now, though, we're not even keeping up with server charges. Also, all over the world, there's scores of efforts that are parallel to what No Maskers is doing, and they need your involvement and support as well. Finally, we've had a lot of fun here, but please remember that sane, civil, rational folks are trying to make a living raising their families, running their businesses, and paying the bills in this COVID crazy. Please be kind and slow to anger. Give them a smile and be supportive and encouraging when you can. 
Thank you for listening to another No Maskers podcast. This effort is made possible only by your financial support. Truly appreciate your donations. You can find us at nomaskers.org. Until next time, don't consent, breathe.